Thursday, Thursday, Thursday! Prepare to have your minds annihilated as Patreon proudly presents the Creators Collective Podcast featuring the Breaker of Boards, James Wright, the Melder of a Metal, Zach Herberholt, and the leveler of lumber, William Walker. The first five live listeners will get the free special bonus of having their questions answered on air. Now on with the mayhem. And we are back with another exciting episode of the Creators Collective, ready to have another fun and terrifyingly good week. (laughs) I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon, particularly Darren Mates, Caleb Harris of You Can Make This Too, and Judith Grass. Thanks for helping us out and making this show better. If you'd like to uh, listen to us regularly, we do record live on uh, YouTube, Creators Collective channel, and we do that every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, so you can join us there. Do we want to... Do we want to announce? Yeah, I was just about to say that. Oh, all right. Well, you just told everybody that we meet every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Well, we, we will for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on that note, we are actually going to be switching things up and uh, just recording once a month. Uh, we've found that it's it's been causing a little bit of an issue with our lives going crazy and having other things happening in life. Uh, so rather than canceling the podcast altogether, we just decided we're going to back it down for uh, once a month for right now. Um, if that works out well, we may take it back in the future. So let us know what you uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, but we will be recording from here on out the first Thursday of the month at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So we'll be recording next month, uh, next week. And then after that, it's once a month after that. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that. We'll let, love to hear that. People so I'm hoping. Thank God. Way too much of you guys. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're hoping that, uh, you know, that'll kind of give us uh, more, more meat you know, with what we're working on and, and, you know, maybe, you know, entirely finished projects instead of, you know, the rarity uh, makes the value greater. That's right. Yeah. Scarcity. That's right. Uh, (laughs) You know, we're just driving up the value of the podcast. Cool. Uh, Let's Uh, get into what we're working on. Zach, what you got moving? Yeah. I saw that. That place place looks awesome. Yeah. Pretty excited. I posted a picture of it. I don't know. must've been between last podcast and now judging by your reaction. Um, yeah, it's a, the house is, I can't remember what size it is. It's decent size. It's not big. We're going to like take out a room. It, it's a decent size house, but the rooms are small. There's too many of them. So we'll try and combat that by removing a room and making the ro- other rooms bigger. Um, yeah, so uh, the shop is about 1,700 square feet and it's fully insulated. So that's exciting. It has, so one of the weird things is that um, I think the guy built the, the, the guy built a, uh, like a room inside of it like a, in a kind of a secondary dwelling. So there's like a little office wow. and there's a bedroom and there's a full bathroom there, um, which half it I'm excited about half it. I'm, I might gut. I don't know. The bathroom is cool. I think that'll be nice to have, like, at least I don't have to worry about plumbing water and that's so yeah. that'll certainly be handy. So that's going to stay. So did it actually go through? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's apparently nothing truly goes through until you like show oh, yeah. up and get the keys and wire money over. But yeah, I mean, everything is, it's, it's set to go. There's always and problems I'm, that happen hours before. I hope there better not be because we're going to have, I mean, we're going to show up with all of our stuff. Yeah. Just so. squat. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. The, so there's like a office in a, a bedroom that's pretty good size. And I'm thinking initially I was like, okay, I'm just going to knock that out and reclaim my shop space. But then I'm like, it'd be kind of nice to have a clean room in there where I could, oh, yeah. you know, Finish like, space? what's that? Like, oh, for detailing, not finish. 
Well, for anything that I don't want to get dirty, you know, it could be uh, like a, a leather room or for like painting parts or uh, for like epoxy since I do so much epoxy work. <laughs> that was sarcasm. The way. I, I but, laughed. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it would be handy to have a place that's closed off from the rest of the shop. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll make it smaller because I mean, it's just kind of trying to find the balance between shop space and clean room space. But I could certainly find a uh, use for like a, a sectioned off area. So I guess we'll see about that um we get our keys the 24th of june my wife starts her job the 24th of june <laughs> so um everything is really complicated because we can't move anything in until the 24th and we have to be there on the 24th so trying to like coordinate all of this stuff is really stressful um, but but it's good. It's happening. So, so that's. Hey, not... Hans is asking uh, Zach, uh, when can I come over and pick up the hydraulic press and everything? Uh, you know, just so you don't have to move them. Uh, show up with a check, and it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Could you not um, get like those pods or whatever? Like, would they, do you think that's that... what I'm trying to do? Um, the the trick is with a lot of that is like not all of their sizes are shippable, like mm -hmm. out of state. Like they have like certain ones that are for uh, local, and certain ones that are. But I'm trying to get a hold of them because uh, I'm trying to see if they want to work with me, and maybe I could video in my shop and setting it up. Uh, oh, that's so a good reached, idea. I've reached out to a couple of moon company. I know I've seen a few people. Yeah, Paul Jackman did past. that. Uh, so that would be that would be awesome because it's the big. I mean, we it's easy to rent a truck for the house. That's not a problem. Um, the shop presents some challenges because <laughs> a lot of my equipment you can't roll up a, a gate for a normal truck like that. That twenty five ton press is not going up a ramp forty eight inches high. Is not going to happen. Finding a lift gate that'll actually lift that. Yeah, and then lift gates are like five hundred pounds. So. No, they're fine, but they just don't exist. And everybody's going to be like, well, have you tried? Yes, we've tried all of them. They want like the last place we quoted to move my shop wanted $11,000. Whoa. <laughs> well, that was for everything. That was to move our whole house. But finding a truck with like with a lift gate that you can actually, because there's a lot of lift gates, but they have to be local. Then when it comes to doing like a cross country move, it's just, it's, it's not, it is not. Feasible. Have you thought about uh, getting a local lift gate truck and then backing it back to back with another truck and rolling it off of one truck onto the other truck? And then doing reverse when you get there. Yeah, I don't know. It shouldn't be this hard. This is it's stupid. This is dumb. That's why I'm hoping that like pods or like one of these companies that have those units that sit like you yeah. know six eight inches off the ground, then I could make a ramp, get it up there, no problem. Uh, that would be the way to go. Especially so, with like the chop stuff where you don't have to have it at the house on time. Yeah, exactly. Um, could you rent a dump trailer, lift it up, bring that to a freight terminal, and have them unload it with a forklift and load I, it on a freight? I, you know, when it gets like two or three <laughs> steps removed, I just give up. Like, I'm not, I don't want to, like, I don't want to orchestrate like a bank heist to get my damn press across the country. Like that's, that's like, sounds like a what diehard too with all the concrete truck stuff. Okay. But now I have a question. How did you get the press into your shop? Like how did uh, it, it was on a pallet and it was delivered via lift truck, like freight, but what should be fine, but I'd have to like unbolt it. I have no way to like, just putting the wheels on it for the pallet was a nightmare. So imagine like trying to get it back on a pallet, take the wheels off, bolt it to a pallet. And you don't and, have a ceiling winch. Yeah. It's just not, it's you just build a gantry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It or rent a difficult. forklift. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, 
it's a it's a big pain in the butt so i'm hoping i think these like for moving a shop that's why i'm really trying to read like hopefully hear back from one of these companies soon because i feel like this is like this is a problem for a lot of people i can't be the only one who has like equipment that is you know when you have to non-local like this nobody's nobody's made this easy so if i can if i can get like pods allow me to show them that this is a a, a beneficial system for people removing heavy equipment uh that would be awesome so we'll see what happens <laughs> Uh, cool. it's, probably, it's probably Florida's fault. It's another good it's been, reason it's why. It's been like 107 degrees here. Like the heat index has been like 107, 100. So are we going to have uh, a new uh, complaint about Ohio section? It's too flat. It is a bit flat. Actually, that area of Ohio is okay. not bad. It's Because you're starting to get into the, the foothills. I mean, it's pretty compared to the Northwest flat, but yeah. it's going to be it's gonna more a lot more Florida. elevation than Florida. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's a good thing we're taking a uh, a, a month break so you can actually move. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, what you got, Will? Man, what do I have? Um, yeah, so yesterday uh, I went out. So last podcast I talked about um, this uh, project that I needed a steel, a metal uh, ring rolled. Um, so yesterday I went out to the uh, my, my friend Steve Brownell's uh, school. He runs the Virginia School of Metal. Um uh, I had called him and said, you know, hey, man, like, I'm having a hard time, like, thinking about how I can and roll this steel. Do you have a roll? And he's like, yeah, I think I got one in the back. And so I went out there and he did have one in the back. Like, we had to, like, move a bunch of stuff and, like, pull it out of a closet. And uh, and it was a Bailey Industrial motorized roller. It was great. Um, made it super easy. So we rolled quarter inch uh, by two inch steel into about a 20 inch ring. Um you know, he told me he was going to charge me. And then I got there and because it's a school, he was showing one of his students how to roll metal. Uh, and I figured that I was going to have to uh, grind it and weld, uh, weld the ring shut. Um, but I didn't have to do anything. It was great. I just got to film it all. Uh, then he had a student cut it, grind it, weld it, TIG weld it, uh, and then grind it again, clean it up. And uh, and then when I went to go pay him, he was like, nah, don't worry about it. It was a good teachable moment. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's that's really cool, man. Nice. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. That was. So are you going to do like the wheelwright's method of heating up the ring and then shrinking it down onto the, the plug? No, um, because it's uh, going to be two separate pieces. Oh, that's um, right. You want to have that, that separation. Yeah, so it's going to be two separate pieces, so that wouldn't work. It would just make the Crush. two... Yeah, it would just crush it together. Um, no, so that, uh, and I might actually CNC. So this is going to be like a, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, river table esque thing, but I'm not touching it with epoxy. Uh, it's going to be the classic Greg Clausen style with, um, the, the piece, the custom piece of glass inserted, I think, or I'll just keep it open. I don't know. Um, I actually had a dream about Zach building a river table the other night. And yeah. he built a steel slab river table. He poured epoxy in between inch and a half thick slabs of steel. Huh. Ah, it's almost like the Third Coast Craftsman. It's almost like Chris's uh, steel river table. Did you guys see, ever yeah, see that video? Yeah, steel down the middle. Yeah, so instead of epoxy, he like cut, had custom cut steel down the middle. Just do it an ocean table. It's just all epoxy. Just all epoxy. <laughs> Have you guys seen those cutting boards, like the beach cutting boards? I think do- uh, designs by Donnie does them. Uh-huh. Um, those are pretty slick, although... I've heard I've heard about like how epoxy isn't unless you use like an FDA approved epoxy, it's not really people who complain about it. 
That's true. I, I wonder, like, I don't know, there's, like, just certain things that I'm excited to see what happens. Six, like, I can't wait to, like, turn on, like, a, you know, house renovation channel. I walk into, oh, pallet wood walls and epoxy river tables. It's so <laughs> 2010s. Yeah. yeah. Can we get some chair rail around this around yeah. this room? I wonder what's going to come back. It'll be something that, that's, like, you know. I'm, even it's more. probably a shaker dresser. That's what I'm really going to start making a lot of money. It could be. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder. There's got to be something that's like, like maybe, maybe paneling is going to come back. Like some, the last thing that wallpaper. Yeah. Actually, I think <laughs> wallpaper is coming back. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, yeah. What's the worst? Th- I mean, but it's not as bad as it was in like the six or seven. It's not yet. I'm sure in 50 years is bad. But- like the patterns and stuff aren't quite I don't know god awful I just got turned on to this blog I think it's called the uh, Belgian pearls um and it's all about like super high end traditional um traditional like like uh uh god, I'm totally blanking uh like molding and millwork um like super traditional millwork in like you know rooms with like crazy wainscoting and all this stuff it's it's really cool I mean it's like you know what you'd find in like a, a British mansion. <laughs> like, oh. uh, yeah, I don't know. That's good. That's a good thought, though. Like, what? Yeah. What's I the next the, round of shag carpet thing? in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like historically, I wonder what the worst thing that disco gone by disco. <laughs> <laughs> Like stylistically, I think maybe yeah, shag carpet be a good example of like the one back. Um, Again, yeah. So just to get us never coming back. It's just like (laughs) I I don't think we knew enough about like filth in the sixties and seventies to understand. Well, it was to hide the filth. What's that? It was was to hide the filth and the goes farther down in. You don't have to see it. Yeah, Yeah, you just don't even sweep. You just like rub it. Yeah, gross. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, so I'm heading back to the Virginia School of Metal today. Uh, when I was out there yesterday, um, Steve was telling me about how they had this new machine and it, it kind of I, it hurt my brain a little bit. Um, so it's um, it's from Miller um, and it's augmented, augmented, yeah, augmented welding. And so it's a teaching tool. So it's like virtual reality welding. Um, so there's no actual sparks or, or anything like that, um, but it's to learn. It's basically like a driver's test for welding and like without having to waste steel or like like anyway um so the miller rep is coming out today to train on that and i just wanted to go check it out and kind of see it all huh. goes and i'm gonna meet the miller rep i want to see uh, a video on that yeah so that's i'm bringing my camera and and um maybe i'll start developing a relationship with miller i don't know uh <laughs> i don't i know they're not big in the social we're media like we're gonna have issues yeah right <laughs> A duel. Uh, yeah. I don't actually think anything is going to come to fruition because I don't think they do anything social media wise. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they will because Lincoln is like absolute like just they're killing their social stuff job. Yeah, so that's what I'm going <laughs> to talk to the rep about today. Like, hey, look at Lincoln. They're your direct competition. Yeah. Um, yep. And I've been uh, researching. Uh, so I've got a, a 14 foot equipment trailer, um, 10,000 pound equipment trailer, and I've been researching the best method for winching logs onto it without using a log arch um, because I share the trailer with a buddy of mine. You need uh, to rent a Mac from a- I do need to. He, that dude, he's like Mighty Mouse, man. Like, <laughs> he, he's small but packs a wallop uh that guy is like i've man yeah he moves some slabs but i'm researching i'm looking pretty hard thinking pretty hard about getting a sawmill uh so you know i had a um a design for a trailer it just it has a, a ramp that is smooth enough and you slide the log on 
Yeah, I just YouTube. I just went on YouTube and just like look to see how guys are are doing it. And one guy literally had cut like dimensional two by fours or two by sixes out of oak and made it like a stop block that that sat on the on the edge of the trailer and it made like a ramp. And as the the log went up and got weighted, then it just kind of lifted the other end of the log up. And it was like, yeah. I mean, it was like you what, know, what if what if you got like a boat trailer because they have like that that, uh, valley, that valley in the center, which would be perfect for a log. Yeah, and you you'd like fill it like weld in some metal plates or something so that it's like smooth. And then yeah. you just put a winch on the front of the trailer and drag it. Up. That's a good idea. But I already have a trailer. Oh, and that sucks. You should give it to me because I need one to move and then buy a boat trailer. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, um, sure. Or you can watch videos of those crazy, crazy like Russian people, like that, like lift them on their shoulders. No, like <laughs> they. I don't know. As far as like the most, they've got to be like the most innovative, like do the most with the least amount of things culture, like in, in the world, I think. Uh, I believe that. You've seen the video, like this guy's got like a dump truck and I think he's actually putting a log into it. And what he does is he sticks a bar between like the lug nuts on the rear wheel of the d- dump truck, like a tw- like a 15 foot piece of steel, or maybe it bolts onto the lug nuts. So he bolts it parallel. So it's hanging behind the truck and it's bolted. So when he drives forward, it's a big lever that moves forward so he ties the end of the lever to a log and drives forward and as he drives forward the tire rotates the lever that's attached to the to the lug nuts and picks (laughs) up the log and puts it so he drives it until the tire rotates 90 degrees and then just unbolts and drops the log in the back of the truck i'm like how like it's it's amazing it's it's so simple but it's like such a brilliant what did uh what did archimedes say uh Give me a lever long enough, I'll lift the earth. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Well, you stole the words right out of my mouth, James. But at least I got the right guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that and yesterday I knocked out. uh, So I finished flooring through the bathroom that I'm finishing in the basement. And my plumber is coming tomorrow to, you know, put all the supply valves on and and all that good stuff that I don't want to do. And so yesterday I knocked out a uh, bathroom vanity carcass. With a solid walnut uh, carcass side that'll be a show face uh, with a walnut face frame. And I've got a marble top that's going to set on top. Um, and it just felt really awesome yesterday just to knock something out and like get it done and like be done with the project in a day. Uh, you have to like reroute your plumbing stuff. No, no. I, uh, I, when I built the house, I had roughed in for a bathroom there um, because I had four forethought uh which was uh, yeah which was like a a nice surprise and change (laughs) in my normal whatever um so i just i just built the the i framed i built the basement basically around that bathroom like okay the bathroom has to be here because i have the rough and plumbing there and then i just kind of made everything around that um and then uh, i had him stub out the once i had the walls built i had him stub out plumbing where the vanity would be and you know put the toilet flange in and all that good stuff um I'm so that. the house like i said the house in size it has the master are you are you well versed in um like framing and construction have you ever done uh, that framing yeah i mean i don't know well versed i've done enough to, i haven't really done any actually modeling put up stuff okay i'm sure i could figure it out people that can figure it out if want to have a, a yeah have just a fun, have a fun weekend at, at my new shop just make sure uh just make sure none of those walls you're taking out are load bearing <laughs> yeah. before you start knocking them down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's, that's definitely something. Well, I think, uh, Phil from CNC metal design was like, cause I had the same question. Like, how do you tell? And he's usually if it's running perpendicular to the rafters, that's a bearing. Usually if it's parallel or not, 
I mean, I'm sure there's more. It seems like um, rule of thumb. Is it on a crawl yeah, or a basement? You want to go by rules of thumb when you take walls out of houses. <laughs> you yeah. Probably, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's probably okay. Is it on a crawl or slab or a basement? Slab. Oh, okay. Is that good? Is that better? Uh, well, I was going to say, if it was on the in a crawl or a basement, you could just go under, underneath and yeah, see if there's any like, glue really limb cool. beams or something huh. to see if it's picking up a load. What's the, yeah, if you go up into the, if you go up in the rafters above, you'll be able to see if the rafters are designed to span all the way from one side <laughs> to the other, or if they're cut halfway and half the rafters sitting on the wall. Make Brooklyn <laughs> says if the roof falls down, it's load bearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A good rule of thumb as well. Uh, so what, why would you, why would anybody want a crawl space would have a slab? Uh, framing a floor box on a crawl space is easier than on a slab. Yeah. Also, it gives you access for running things around in the future. Yeah. Um, Plumbing, electrical, HVAC. Or, huh, yeah. Dust collection. Doing the floor would be a slab crawl space. So you need to have pressure myself. So you need to have pressure treated plates. Uh, your exterior walls you either need to tap con into the concrete or have anchor bolts to bolt them to, which I'm dealing with right now on the cantina that I'm building. And so every wall I have frame, I have to stand up and then lift it over the anchor bolts, set it down on the anchor bolts, and then bolt oh, them down. Okay. And it's just a pain in the butt. Um, and if it was just on a floor box, I could just that, stand them up by myself. If you forget anything with with a slab, it's stuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You can't change anything in the floor in the future. Huh. Yeah, because you're gluing it down. Crawl space. You can always put in electrical or run cables from one side to the other or whatever you need. Hide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, reuse. I have a few of those. <laughs> I wouldn't, that's your your 18th channel. Yeah. <laughs> How to hide dead bodies <laughs> with James Wright. <laughs> Yes. You make your own line. Uh, so, uh, yeah, right. All right. So, James, what are you up to? And then we have a good question in the live chat. But well, um, I'm actually just trying to keep my head above water. Still trying to get back, and then uh, you know, come to find out, both of my both of my mothers, my mom and mother-in-law, are in and out of the hospital for heart issues, and so we've been doing that. So it's been a kind of interesting time here. But uh, I'm finally getting back around to making videos. Um, I had uploaded so many ahead of time that I was just writing on what I had done before the trip. And so now I'm running out of content and having to shoot more. Um, and I'm, I'm doing one that I've had people asking me now for over three years. Uh, you know, how do you sharpen a molding plane with all the convex, oh, yeah. uh, concave and convex height? Um, cutting edges. Yeah, I'd watch that. Um, and I, I did one a while ago, sharpening the irons on a Stanley 55, which are you know molding plane irons, and so it's the exact same thing. But even when someone asks me how do you sharpen a molding plane, I send them to that. They're like, well, yeah, but how do you sharpen a molding plane? <laughs> so I'm doing a video dedicated to molding planes that should be coming out later today. Uh, oh, and I'm making I, I'm uh, Saturday's video. This is I'm really, I'm really excited about. Um, I'm making a pool cue uh, traditionally, so a wow. single piece of wood lengthwise what wood are you using um white oak of course oh, i would use like ash or uh well um maple is actually one of the, the the preferred woods it transfers the connection pretty well and it's smooth yeah i was gonna say white oak i think it would lead to like splinters yeah um but i have a lot of white oak and i like the feel and look of white oak and it looks fantastic with boiled and oil also pool cue it'd be super light but yeah, it was one of those interesting things. Just when accordions when you hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, you know, historically, I, you know, I just kind of assumed that they were made with, you know, a lathe. You turn it because it's round. Um, but being so long, 
mm-hmm. and so thin that's almost impossible unless you have you know rest and other things like that set up for it and it just takes more time and you know historically they were just set up on a sled and planed down to a round dimension huh. I, I was gonna say spoke make- shape I wonder if you could make some sort of like jig that's like has the right amount of angle to it to where you just yeah that's basically what it is um, to where you, you just like sand or or cut to where it's perfectly flush at the right angle and then you end up the round rod like a bolster plate sort of like how they make chopsticks yeah how do they make chopsticks I don't know just like I well I don't just, know how, yeah. that's one of the the ways well it's it's done basically the, the same way um, there's more than one way to make a chopstick. <laughs> shirt number two <laughs> yes. yeah. no i said the i have a um a yoke that sits in lengthwise and the yoke has a taper on it so the plane will eventually bottom out uh, but the nice thing about planing it round is that you can use a scrub plane which will take off far more material than a spoke shave huh. um, and so i can actually scrub it down about two to three times faster than i would be able to saw it down at least by hand um, and so it's, it's, I, I could, if, if I got down to it, I could turn out a fully finished pool cue from rough blank to, um, finish on in under an hour. Uh, wow. so it's, a, it's a pretty simple project once you just have solve the just for one it. piece, huh? Yeah. I feel like I don't know when the last time I've seen one that, well, I guess the ones that like pool well, don't screw that's, that's actually, I mean, cause yeah, with the diamond pattern were, that goes around the, yeah, the bottom. Scallop. Yeah. Now, historically they were, they were one piece, but you can turn them. If you cut them in half, you can turn them on a lathe and produce them quicker. And you can, you know, and you can uh, fold them up and carry them. That's right. I was going to say you can you can bring your own cue to a bar and feel like you know George <laughs> Thorogood circa 1980. Nah, Paul Newman, man, Fast Eddie, Fast Eddie Felton. <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen that one. Fast Eddie or Color of Money, where he comes back as Fast Eddie, uh, and Tom Cruise is now the the pool hustler. Huh. Man, all right. <laughs> What happened? Video guy. It had like its like heyday in like the nineties. It seems like maybe before that. I just like. Well, so pool pool tables. uh, All right, so two things. I used to be a bouncer. Number one and number two. I played in a pool league, and we actually uh, got sent to Vegas because we won the Virginia national or the Virginia uh, regional tournament or whatever. Our team did. Um, So we got to go to Vegas and then lost. Uh, But. Uh, but I used to be a bouncer and things you don't think about, um, pool tables bring in a rough crowd because then you get late in the night and people start putting money on things you know, and then people start fighting about the bet and then I think you cheated. And- I think it's funny because like on TV and movies, they always portray like pool players as like rough and tough and like fighting and betting. And like every time I've seen like a pool league, they're like the most submissive, like, oh, it's a bunch of old <laughs> fat white like, guys. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a, like a geriatric. <laughs> like like family barbecue or something well there's different i mean i'm completely generalizing i'm sure there's somebody who's like so there's, there's different one there's that one guy who's actually upset well there's like the difference between apa which is the american pool association um rules and like the way that people play bar rules and so apa guys are like it's a really weird the way that they score everything you're assigned a number of like a level of how good you are like i was a five and if I had to play a three, I had to win five games to their three, and it was like this whole whatever. But bar pool is like a lot different than pool. Huh. James, you should talk about that in your video. <laughs> <laughs> well, we came to the conclusion that now, once I finish the bed, my next project will be building a pool table. So Ooh, I don't wow. think I've seen that a video of making a pool table. A Where are you one. gonna get the slate? Um, oh, I don't know. We'll find one. But it would definitely be a solid one-inch pl- slate. Crazy. And that's gotta be, lug that down. It's gotta be so, heavy. Uh, 
Hey, I've lugged heavy things up and down the stairs. <laughs> you should do an inflatable pool table. Oh, Mick Brooklyn just said uh, a great video idea for James would be uh, how to hide bodies with only hand tools. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we do have a question. Uh, I know we're, we've kind of gone off the rails like we do. Um, we do. But uh, how many episodes? 126. Yeah, we don't we have no rails. We That's don't right. care. It. It's just going to go where it goes. Just let go. it happen. Just, it's organic. <laughs> no, but Derek Ons has a good question in the live chat. Um, so obviously, Zach uh, is about to find out. But do you think that having to rearrange or move your shop would push you towards producing different styles of products? You know, I think that rearranging the shop is is a symptom of changing as opposed to it causing the changing. Mm. Are you thinking like chicken or the egg? I can yeah. I can see that. I can see that going both ways. Like I mean, think if I want to build going built the big table, I had to move things around to fit the table in my shop. Um, so I moved the shop around in order to create the product, not moving the shop around and then finding I can create a product now. That's true. I mean, yeah. in the past, I think that I, I think that's very true for rearranging. Because, like, if you watch any of my videos, like a few apart, my shop is laid out totally. Like every yeah, probably two or three videos, the layouts totally. And then when I started doing a lot of forging, it took a uh, change. Um, and and like you said, that's mostly to accommodate the projects that I have in mind or that I want to build the space for. Them. But um, the move, I think that is there's a lot of things that I've wanted to do that are just way outside of the scope of possible shops so i think um having the space will make some it'll, it'll open up a lot of possibilities for just or not fees of space so i think that's a, a really change a really big change for what and also i'll be able to alternate so if i want to start one project to wait on something i can push aside and else and, uh, you know when you have when you're confined to a space like i have it's pretty much you yeah. have well along that lines um handcrafted by ons actually said to clarify uh, he's not necessarily referring to changing the space around but changing actual space spaces so like you're doing moving to a new shop yeah yeah i think i think certainly it's going to have impact i'm going to be able to do just non-stop now i'm not <laughs> just 14 foot river table yeah uh all right so branching off I'm, i'll actually have a stream running through my river table <laughs> in the backyard. uh so branching off that uh my buddy jordan actually i'm in his shop right now he's not here uh but he commented uh branching off that question have you found that bigger or newer tool additions to your shop over time has altered what or how you build things i would certainly say yeah like once i got a 20 inch planer i could do i could do glue ups uh you know table like the top glue ups for like a dresser or a vanity or something like that um which are generally about 20 inches deep and then just clean it up at the planer instead of like you know making everything like either hand plane it or sand it all flush you know because there's always like the little ridges even though you've done a really good glue up um there's always cleanup after a glue up but yeah i mean that's i think and zach you know like once you got your big you know hydraulic press i think you started forging more hammers yeah yep. james once you got a you know chisel <laughs> yeah, i was about to say you know my uh, you may have a 20 inch planer but i have a 26 inch hand plane wow how long is my jointer plane uh i've got a number six how long is the number six or is uh, maybe uh, seven? six is 22 inches all right well motion in the ocean i can't even remember i haven't used a plane along i think you do have a seven i think i remember seeing it in a video I don't think I have an eight or a nine. I might. I might have an eight. Well, a nine is a block plane. I don't have that. <laughs> I think I do have a seven. It's been so long. Isn't that sad? Now, uh, you put that whole uh, the whole bench a while ago, and then and then doing all steel. Well, you know, that's the other thing. 
is space. I can't use it's full of like steel, literally. Like all of my steel and stuff is just piled, hammered, like stuff. I just don't have enough space to do. like I'm kind of like like we were talking about earlier. I've I've rearranged my shop to to accommodate the thing that I'm current. Um and, and it makes it really difficult if I wanted some sort of woodworking or even metal fabrication. I just don't have the room to do more than thing. And uh, you know, having having a setup in the new space it'd be a lot easier if I want to go and, you know, make some if I, if I want to work some pe- like some project welds actually spaced where I don't have to clear out and rearrange the shop. So I will say, uh, so I've got a, a wood side of my shop and a metal side of my shop because I have the space to do it. Um, when I'm working mostly with wood, the metal side of my shop, like my welding table gets covered in just yeah. stuff. <laughs> and yep. so when I want to weld, I have to like clean off the welding table and like put everything away and probably put it on like my workbench on the other side of the, the shop. And then I'm welding. Um, so I feel like the bigger the shop you have, the more horizontal spaces you have to catch crap. Exactly. Well, how big is your space now? Uh, it's about a thousand square feet. Oh, really? Holy yeah. crap. I didn't, had no idea it was that big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a 2,000 square foot basement uh, and I partitioned it halfway. So it's about a thousand square feet. Yeah. That's really big. Yeah. It's pretty nice. I like it. With a, with a beam right in the middle. Yeah, with a beam right in the middle with, with uh, lo- lolly poles uh, holding it up that get in the way. But James has seen it. It's it's it sounds really big, but it's it's actually pretty well filled. How like everybody always tells me they're like you're going to be blown away by how fast. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Want no matter how big you, <laughs> the shop is, never big enough until it's suddenly too big and you find yourself walking all over the place constantly. I, I feel like it's like tractors and chainsaws. It's like you always want a bigger chainsaw until you want a smaller one, or you always want a bigger yeah, tractor until you want I don't a think one. it's ever going to be as bad as like I am now space wise because like it's hard. It is. It's hard to move in my shop, even like though I have to push like half it out in the driveway. It's still like you have to like walk sideways and things all the time. You don't just walk for you don't you don't ever face forward when you walk in my shop sidestepping around everything. So hopefully that'll never happen. <clears throat> Yeah, like, by on just asked why didn't Stanley? Uh, no, excuse me. Make Brooklyn asked why didn't Stanley make a uh, a three point one four plane? I mean, it's, I think it's about time for a pie plane. That's our, our terrible joke of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't have one yet. So nineteen by eighteen. So my current shop is three hundred and forty. That's feet. tiny. Yeah, and and there's like stuff like there's like a huge sprinkler pump and stuff taking up a ton of space so, and uh water heater and stuff. So it's even effectively it's less than that. It's a new one, a six, a six forty. Mm-hmm. So it's right. Or, it's going to be about five times. My shop is 220 square feet. Mine is 960. Nice. Well, I'll get five times the space. You can get five times more crap. Five times more crap. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, so what is the big, what is the best thing about Switzerland? We did that one last week. Did we? Yeah. It was oh. such a good joke that I forgot. I don't know, but the flag's a plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> now, the joke I told on my live the other day was, I think, one of my new favorites. I, uh, I I invented a brand new word the other day, plagiarism. Nice. That's good. I remember when I used to like nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many more can we do? <laughs> Cool. Uh, let's uh, let's get into what we're what's inspiring us. What are we what are we watching? Hear that? Will is that loud? Uh, how to log? Uh, how to load logs on the trailers without a log arch? Then it's surprisingly simple. A winch and like a makeshift ramp lever thing. Huh. So I just need a winch right now. What's that? I was just looking up the the video. Kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like super simple, right? Like it's like, oh, that's okay. That was a lot easier than I was thinking. I wonder if I can find like I'm 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 typing in Russian tire lever. (laughs) (laughs) You might have to like you know NSFW. Sounds like a good thing. 
<laughs> I, that's, uh, that's, I don't know. I don't even know how to find that video. I used to date a girl once. No. Um, all right. Yeah, especially we- you could make that so it could move at different points rather than just being in the middle. Oh, like yeah, if yeah. If you have it in the middle, then you can always roll the log to one side or the other. Yeah. As long as the yeah. log is rollable. It, yeah. I mean, if you're going to saw it anyway, you probably want it to be somewhat rollable. Unless um, you're uh, Matt Cremona. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what's, we're talking about, uh, go ahead and click the link will be in the description of the uh, pod, uh, podcast. There's word. I can't find the video. If anybody if anybody has the link or knows what I'm I just posted about. in the chat. Uh, he's talking about the log, the Russian log lever. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's probably banned in this country. Um, my, like, I think my number one uh, demographic, I think, outside of the U.S., Russia. Yeah, Actually, same here. I'm, I'm kind of on Russia. I'll have to look into it. I haven't, I haven't looked at mine right lately. It's What's only been in the last year or so. Huh? It's only been in the last year or so. So what is inspiring you, James? Uh, I have to go with one of my old standbys, uh, Mr. Chickadee. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he doesn't put them out very often, but when he does, they're definitely worth watching. And they're always kind of an interesting um, look back. He just did a, a Q&A talking about how he got into it and what he was, what in the world he was thinking. Uh, it was kind of interesting because um, it, it feels very similar to why I got into my hand tool. Um, so if you haven't seen Mr. Chickadee, uh, definitely a channel worth looking at. He is, uh, what, 108,000 subscribers. So very, very, very good channel. Cool. What about you, Zach? I, you know, I don't think anything is just the idea of moving. The idea of moving. Yes, the thought of, like that's that's been my fire. I'm really work wise, I'm actually very uninspired. I can't bring myself to any work. Um, it's, You're gonna make yeah. that 100th hammer? No, I'm not going to. 100th but, is the first on the new shop. Yeah, I was gonna do it here, and I'm like, you know, I have we have like about three weeks before we have to be ready to go, and it has just been brutally hot here. And I just, I feel like I don't have time. I need to focus on trying to get them orchestrated, figured out. And I just don't want to, I don't want to say I'm feeling uninspired. I'm just feeling like there's other things that I, yeah. So Sweet. Well, do you have a favorite product of the week? Something you've been using? Uh, other than the internet looking for shipping containers? No, I don't. Let me, let me circle back. What about you, Will? Uh, I've got to go uh, with my Grizzly G0454Z 20-inch 20-inch uh, planer. No, that's for real. Oh. Um, 20-inch spiral head planer. Um, also comes handy as an eye chart. What? Yeah, oh, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the 20-inch planer, it's been getting a lot of workout. Um, working on this, uh, A, a buddy of mine came by the shop and had me, actually two different guys came by the shop and uh, had me get some rough sun stuff down to S4S for them. Um, and just <sighs> realizing like that I have that capability and it's so easy for me to do uh is like one of those like you kind of take it for granted for you know like when you're in your shop every day and then you realize that like oh not everybody can just take roughs on lumber and make it smooth and pretty and flat <laughs> uh, like you know and you just go yeah sure i'll just do it it'll take two seconds um so yeah i agree with that and uh if you want to save 10 percent on the g05 454z on grizzly.com use code walker 10 and save 10 percent um no so that's that's my favorite tool Sweet. How about you, James? Well, I have a problem in my shop. Um, it's a l- I have a lot of moisture, and unfortunately, it causes all of my wooden planes to start molding. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> that was really. I bad. love my molding planes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been having fun. I, I sharpened up a couple of them for the video, and uh, they're. I, I don't use molding planes that often because I, I don't do a lot of molding around furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, but every now and then, I'll get the chance to do one, and it is just truly enjoyable um a lot of fun and so i yeah i do like like playing with my molding planes did you come up with something zach uh no are you gonna start purging all your crap 
Uh, no. So that feels so good to purge. Yes, it does. I, like, I you know, I use only problem. I might get rid of my oxyacetylene torch just by, I don't want to cross. It's like a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, <laughs> I've seen, ship I've it seen the aftermath and... of like acetylene tank explosions and it's enough for me to not want to try and like hide it behind a towel and of it somewhere. I would just sell it. I'm sure you could get a company behind you just to like give you a new one. Maybe. I don't know. I, I I'm know. like, I don't, I, there's something like, there's a lot of things wrong with me, but like, <laughs> I, I feel like I've, I've like, there's a certain point and I've been kind of like off the social media grid for a while now. And like, I just don't want to, I have a really hard time bringing myself to like reaching out to companies anymore. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm finally in a spot to where like I can get deals and stuff, but like, I, I really just don't want to, I don't want to like write, I don't want to do the whole correspondent. Yeah. Don't like, I loathe like sending that email and trying to like validate myself. and like, here's my media kit and here's what my numbers are. And like, maybe we can work together. And then like you wait two weeks send an email and they're like oh let me forward this to my boss it's like most of the time now it's like if i can i'll just i just want to have it you know what you need zach you need people what do you mean that's what i that's why i don't send emails because i don't need people (laughs) no like an agent yeah that would be nice have your people talk to my people like if there's people that enjoy doing that that would be like such an amazing augmentation yeah there are are agents out there and they just take a a chunk of the cut yeah i used to have one and then he fell off the grid see that's that's what i'm that's where i'm at i don't know how anybody can enjoy like mail correspond terrible (laughs) like if i could get on the phone with somebody like i'm that's fine because then it's just like here's what i here's where i'm at here's what i'd like to do are you in or are you not in this but like all the the protocol of like good evening sir or mrs like blah 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 oh i don't even send emails i just go directly to the social media person like through instagram yeah and then yeah. they like then you see that they then then i turn into a teenage girl because i look every <laughs> hour and i'm like they saw the message three hours ago and they didn't write me back are they gonna write me back it's been a day and you just turn into like like i don't want to i just want to don't want to don't want to do that uh champagne problems yeah <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we've squandered enough time for one week. So uh, wait until we come back next week, and then we'll squander enough time for an entire month. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you guys will just have to listen to each episode for time. Yeah, yeah. That works. It'll be that good. Yeah. Cool. So I think next, that's about it for now. I the think next I'm one. Oh, wait. Are we doing another one next week? Yeah, we'll do yeah, it next the, week. That's the first Thursday of the month next week. So we're yep. starting the monthly. Oh. Every first Thursday of the month yeah. from then on out, we'll be doing a podcast. So that is likely the last podcast I do from. Woohoo. All right, everyone tune in because Zach's going to like. It'll be know, a party. Burn I, the finally, Florida State I'm flag. I'm finally going to unload and let everybody know what I really think of Florida. <laughs> so make sure you tune in. Uh, cool. I think that about does it. And uh, until next time, have a wonderful day. See you later. Adios. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.